Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special interview tonight on Digital Detox Secrets Facebook group. So tonight we're going to be talking about virtual reality, yoga, and meditation. And I have a very special guest, Jeremy Nickel. And hey, Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so um, this is, you know, kind of a interesting topic that is, um, you know, hasn't had a lot of coverage or, um, you know, not a lot of people know about it. I mean, we're combining things like virtual reality and wellness and spirituality, which um, are all very important things, but different segments. And um, you, you got me into this. And I'd like to start out by just if, if you could just like kind of explain how you started this. You started a company called Evolve VR and actually started Sacred VR. And now we're hosting classes in virtual reality and I'm part of that. So how did this whole thing get started, Jeremy? Great, great question. So, you know, I've always been looking for ways to combine my two great loves, well, two of my great loves, uh, technology and spirituality. I'm basically on a spiritual adventure this life. You know, I'm not necessarily a Christian or a Buddhist or a Muslim. I'm just really someone who enjoys the whole adventure of moving through different thought systems, understanding how people think about the world and why, and trying them on for a little while and, and moving on. And, um, you know, my other, one of my other great loves is tech. My parents ran a computer company and a video company when I was a kid. So I was always playing with computers and video cameras as the web came about, you know, moved on to the web, playing with websites and Second Life. I had a little uh, time leading a community there. <clears throat> and eventually I got ordained as a Unitarian Universalist minister, which is a really interfaith movement of people who come together, you know, not necessarily agreeing on the same truths, but agreeing that community is better than being alone. And uh, eventually I figured out I could put these things together. You know, I could figure out a way to use technology to bring people the spiritual tools that I was discovering in all these different places. So about two and a half, three years ago, this new generation of virtual reality headsets came out. Um, the first one was the uh, the HTC Vive, and then shortly thereafter, the Oculus Rift. And then the one that, that you have is a real game changer about four or five months ago, the Oculus Go. Um, and as these new generation of headsets came out, I saw that people were really sharing space together for the first time, um, not in physical locations, that you could put these goggles on and people were creating space where you and your avatars and all your friends' avatars could show up and hang out together. And so I thought this could be a really safe space for people to get introduced to spiritual technologies that they'll no longer go to a temple or a mosque or a church to find. So that's why I started the project. And the first year I really led most of the stuff myself, just trying to see what people were interested in. And meditation and yoga just kept coming up. You know, they're considered, although they are connected to historical religious traditions, they're considered almost secular at this point. They're considered to be just mainstream ways that people center or that people get more deeply into their bodies. Um, and so we thought this would be a great place to start. And I found you and a couple of other really interesting people who live at that intersection of, of uh, wellness and technology and spirituality. And, and away we went. And I think we're five or six weeks into uh, this new phase. And so you can tell me what you think of uh, yoga and VR so far. 
Well, I think it's pretty ironic because I, the whole reason I started this, this is kind of my passion project, Digital Detox Secrets. And, you know, I think we could both consider ourselves digital junkies. Um, you know, we're, we're in the space and we're constantly connected and, you know, we're living in this world where we, it's hard to disconnect and it's almost, you know, in a way unhealthy that we're always connected. So I just think it's ironic that we're, you know, taking something um, that's digital and we're using it to still connect to some sort of um, health and wellness. And we're able to leverage that to our advantage. So when I saw your post, um, my friend Nava Berg, she was the one that gave me a heads up and tagged me when you did this call out for this beta group, um, you know, over the summer. And I was like, okay, this is perfect. I really am intrigued with virtual reality. And it's kind of been, you know, something that's been coming, coming, coming for so many years. And is it really here? Kind of like how mobile was coming, coming, coming. And, right. you know, video was, is it gonna, when's video going to get, you know, all ramped up? And now we're, you know, the whole buzzword is virtual reality, augmented reality. And where do we all fit in from any sense, whether it's marketing or whether it's gaming or whether it's just everyday, you know, experiences. And I thought, what a better way for me to get involved because my passion is, you know, um, you know, I, I'm in social media, I have a social PR agency, but I also use yoga to kind of disconnect and, and keep right. myself balanced in this digital world. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. I'm going to combine virtual reality and yoga and um, see what I can bring to the universe with it. So I, so far, it, it, I love a challenge and definitely new technology has its challenges. But I think that I feel like every class that I've taught I've given something people that have come to the class have left feeling better than when they arrived. And I'm meeting people from Wales and, you know, all around the world yeah. that I would never get to meet. And, and you're really, you really feel like, even though it's an avatar, you're actually, you're physically there with them in a virtual way. So I, I, so far I love it. And I just love spreading the word about the goodness of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really a fair tension to just point out at the beginning that, you know, not just in terms of digital detox, but in general, we think of being connected to technology as being not a, a healthy thing to do. I think one of the, the, the challenges that we've found is that assumption. But then when people are in VR, actually, the things they do are, are often either isolating or playing a game by themselves, or else if it's social, it's often first person shooter games where they're you know, doing a lot of killing and stalking. This is a real change of pace from what people are doing in VR. And um, you know, people, I think people really need that in that space. They're not gonna leave there. You know? And so we give them this, I think, really different experience in virtual reality. And then there's this other kind of person, I think, that is slowly discovering VR. There's a woman I know, she lives in London. She travels a lot for work. She's really dislocated in time and space because of that. I mean, she travels all over the world, but she brings her VR Oculus Go, just like you put up there. She brings it with her everywhere she goes. She doesn't need a computer. She just connects to the internet in her hotel. And she has this community of people that stays consistent and she can join our yoga and meditation classes and stay a little sane, you know, kind of help her stay centered in the midst of all that. So it's complicated. It is absolutely complicated how we use technology and if it's serving us. And I would say, you know, six weeks or so into VR yoga, we have so much more to learn than what we've figured out so far about what that even means. It doesn't mean what it means in real life, where you're doing the same kind of 
movements and and you're discovering that and i think that's part of the neat challenge is it, you know it's creating a new whole thing it's we're actually i feel like we're reinventing yoga and we're right. reinventing meditation and spirituality in a new reality and it's yeah. you know there's the buzzword social vr and it's you know kind of a gray terminology it could mean different things and this could classify i guess as social vr but it's Ooh. almost wellness vr yeah, and, you know, that category in and of itself, I'm sure has a lot of potential. Yeah, and mostly what you'll see around, I mean, there are other wellness VR applications, but they're usually canned experiences, uh, a meditation where you choose, you know, from four different kinds, you choose your background, you sit there and you're led through it. Uh, similar to yoga, you can find a number of programs that will lead you through yoga routines. But I think what we're doing differently and I that I think is really important about it is the is the immersive experience with community. So, you know, I think, you know, spiritual technologies only get more powerful when you do them with other people for a lot of reasons. But one of them is just, you learn better when you see other people do things, when other people see you do things and give you feedback. And so being able to be live with an instructor like you, who's, uh, you know, actually an expert, but then other people who are just learning along, that's how people I think really are able to grow into something. And so I'm surprised more people aren't doing the live angle because I think that's where wellness will really move to in the long run in, in VR and, and in AR as well. Right. And just to um, let her, if, if anybody's viewing this live, please feel free to ask us questions about anything about how to do yoga in VR, how to do meditation in VR. And we'll kind of like, maybe we should give a little bit of a rundown. So how do we, how, like, let's explain yeah. the platform first. So Altspace VR and how did you come to pick Altspace VR? And if you could just share with our viewers what exactly that is. So you used the term social VR earlier and I use that to define a set of, um, of, of platforms. You know, so there's, you know, however many platforms in VR and a lot of them are about playing video games. But there's some where they're really just creating spaces for things to happen in. They don't plan out what that thing is, but they say, you know, here's space and you can do whatever you want in it. You can just hang out without a program. You can have a comedy show. You can do whatever you want. Um, and so there's of, of the social VR platforms, there's probably six that have a good audience of people showing up on a regular basis. I started at Altspace early on because um, they had uh they had led one meditation class you know when they were just trying things early on they did a meditation class and i just thought oh well, there might be someone there who who gets where i'm coming from and i quickly met a bunch of the people at altspace and they're just wonderful and they've just been extremely helpful they've built spaces just for us they've been extraordinarily helpful in getting our message out they share our events uh, through all their channels so i've also done classes um, on vr chat which is another really popular social vr platform uh, also in Sansar, which is the the platform that that the group that made Second Life made for VR, and I love different things about both those platforms. But VR Chat is a little crazy, to be quite honest. I mean, it's kind of like an anything goes space, and so I found um, the level of behavior to just not fit well for meditation and yoga. There would always just be some troublemakers who came through, and it was just not really worth it. Um, and in Sansar, they just, you know, I think Sansar is the most beautiful VR experience you can you can find. It's really customizable. I was able to make a really beautiful space there, but it's like a ghost town. There's like 40 people who hang out there sometimes. So Altspace brought together the best of all that stuff. So it's this 
platform where they give you a space and, and people come in avatars and we host regular events, three meditation classes during the weekdays, two yoga classes in the weekends. People come from around the world. As Lisa mentioned, we've had people from over 25 different countries come to our different sessions and we do them like they're a live event right there embodied with people, um, you know, from around the world. So that's the basics. Is there anything else you want to fill in? Well, you know what it kind of reminds me of when um, social media first came on on the scene and Facebook popped up and, you know, Twitter popped up and it was very foreign to everybody because it's we're going through this revolution of everything right now, technology. And I can remember joining Facebook and I can remember, you know, joining Twitter and most people that I knew were like, what? What is that? Why are you doing that? What, what is the social media thing that you're doing? You know, now, obviously, that's very mainstream. But I see uh, uh, Altspace VR, who, you know, basically just got bought out by Microsoft. So it's like kind of a big deal. Yep. You know, it, somebody must think it's something, right? Mm -hmm. And Facebook Spaces is, you know, Facebook is behind that. So they're heavily investing in this technology and these platforms. So it reminds me of that. It reminds me of when, you know, we were first getting on this, the, the different social networks and joining them. And, you know, it was a little bit of a ghost town, but it was kind of nice because you knew everybody. And, right. you know, like right now, Facebook Spaces, um, the group is, it's, it's, you know, feels very kind of, you know, you know, a lot of people. It's not a billion people, right? No, so, yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that. And I, you know, I see that right now the barrier to entry too, we must say is not easy. So you, it's yep. an investment. It's not just signing up for an account. It's, um, you know, you have to invest in the technology. And so the go is, what would you say? This is after taxes and everything in reality, it's close to 250 bucks. Right. Yeah. So you can't, you can't do it without it. You would have to invest in, in this technology and, you know, one step up from that, it's, you know, you're looking at, you know, close to a thousand dollars. So it's not that easy to, to enter into it, um, finance from a financial standpoint, but where do you see that going, Jeremy? How, where do you see the future of that becoming um, easier to participate and not as expensive? Still a couple of years away, I think until we hit that true mark. Uh, I think when cell phones started to become like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, they also had pro proven, you know, a whole different use case, I think, than, than VR has. But so I think there's two things. In the next two years, we're going to start to have goggles that could be in the $100 range. Um, the other is that there has to be enough content that is really exciting to people. And I don't think we've quite tripped over that yet either. And it's not totally clear to me that virtual reality is the end point. Um, I think, you know, at some level, it's semantic, but what people usually call augmented reality or AR really seems to me to be more the endpoint of what we're aiming at. So, you know, the difference just in a nutshell, overly simplistically is VR is when everything drops away and the goggles replace everything that you see with a new virtual environment. Augmented reality means that you're just layering some new information into the area that you're looking at. And that can be accomplished in a lot of ways. It was really popular when Pokemon Go first came out you had an app on your phone, and if you looked through your phone, you saw what the camera saw, the park around you, except it augmented that and added a little character into that that you could then catch. So augmented reality puts a little bit of new information into your field. So you can imagine if you just had smart glasses on, just like the glasses people wear already, but they were to turn everything you looked at into a screen so that there could be some information floating around you, 
we think that's really more the end point that we're looking for. So maybe your yoga class in three years looks more like someone with these smart glasses on, on a real yoga mat in their room, seeing you as the instructor in their room with them. So they don't lose all the information around them. They can still see their mat and their body as they're moving around. Um, so I think AR is really more where we're heading. And I think it is two to five years until it gets to that like 1999, 2000 cell phone point when suddenly everyone you knew had a cell phone. Um, yeah. I think still, you know, two to five years away from that, that moment for VR, AR stuff. Yeah. Um, so Kathy Hackle, she's a thought leader, you know, basically kind of like the guy Kawasaki of VR and AR. And she's putting on a big conference that, um, you know, maybe we'll see each other at that conference in New York. And, um, you know, just talking about how brands and, and businesses and, you know, right. we and nonprofits can kind of come together and where is it? What's the state of it right now? And how can we best apply it? What makes sense? And, um, you know, what we're doing right now is very beta and you have to, I think like the message I, I try to tell anybody that is like, what are you, what are you doing, Lisa? How are you doing yoga and virtual reality? It's, you know, just set up an account, test it out, educate yourself on it so that when it becomes like more mainstream and more available, it's not something that is so terrifying and foreign that it's almost, you know, you've learned along the way. Of how to how to use this to your whether it's lifestyle, business, health and wellness, um, gaming, you know, just entertainment. You know, there's so many different verticals that are involved here. Yes. Yeah. And so, just to kind of you know, for the very 101, you know, wellness VR, social VR 101. So, kind of, can you just walk us through when you do set up an account? You know, the first thing you do is set up. An avatar. So, kind of explain the different avatar scenarios, and and do you set it up as exactly you, or are there right. any rules? So, you know, the avatar is the way you represent your body in virtual reality, and every platform has a different way of handling that. Some let you create whatever you want. VR chat that I mentioned earlier, you'll see people who are whales or gas clouds or you know whatever they can imagine. Um, Altspace VR, the, the platform we've really partnered with, um, I think does the best approach for um, in terms of being mobile friendly and, and really kind of maximizing everyone to be able to experience it. They have 10 to 12 avatars um, that range from kind of robotic humanoids to pretty human-like um, bodies. And you can do little customizations in terms of, you know, changing the color of the clothing and the eyes and the hair, but not a huge amount. So People find a way to express themselves, I think, you know, in a decent way there still. Um, but since there's only a, a small amount of options, you know, it's really mobile friendly. People can jump on with Oculus Go without being connected to a computer. Uh, and they do special things, too. Like right now, you can be a ghost for Halloween. So they'll add some fun things in there. And for me, it, it really is important to look as much like myself as I can. Um, people find their own way to that conversation because of the work I'm doing in there, I really want to try to be as transparent as possible. You know, I'm trying to tell people, you know, myself or the people connected with me have some spiritual authority. You know, they know something about a spiritual technology and they're going to lead you through a meaningful experience. And if I look like a gas cloud while I'm doing that or a penguin, or even if I look kind of human-like, but I change from week to week, I think it weakens that ability to accomplish what I'm really trying to accomplish.
Um, so for that reason, I really try in whatever platform I'm in to, to make my, my avatar look as much like me as I can. And it's hard in alt space, you know, you've seen my avatar and you've seen me and you know, it's, it's not one-to-one -one for sure, but it's the closest I can, I've been able to do. Yeah. And, and different platforms make it a little bit easier to um, represent yeah. yourself. And, and I agree, it's almost, it's a branding thing. You know, you mm -hmm. want to brand your, your, you know, represent your personal brand how how you want to be seen and it also reminds me of the early days of the internet and email and AOL I can remember my first um you know AOL address nobody wanted to have their real name everybody wanted to have this like kind of like fun secret name so people didn't know who you were really online right. because it wasn't considered safe and so now that's like really dumb and you know somebody right. with a AOL address is you know kind of very almost like dated in some ways but um, but just having representing your having your avatar represent really who, your your personal brand. But that also brings to the point of just safety and you know how do you yeah. is, are there any safety concerns when it comes to you know exploring alt space VR and coming to a yoga class or coming to a meditation class? Like how 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 safe is it and what what do you do to ensure that? Yeah, so alt space has done a lot I think to help that along more so than other platforms. So. Um, unlike real life, if someone's bothering you in VR, you have a number of tools at your disposal to deal with them. So the first is you can just put a bubble up around yourself. So, you know, nothing can get within a foot or two of your avatar. And I know that sounds kind of funny because your body isn't actually in the avatar, but it feels like it is. That's the point. You're really trying to buy into the illusion that that's you. And just like you don't like people right up in your space in real life, I think it's pretty uncomfortable to have another avatar right up in my space in virtual reality. And I think people do it intentionally to bother you sometimes. And so I like that bubble a lot. Now, if someone continues to be annoying, you can block them so that you just don't see them. They just completely disappear from your line of sight. They still exist there for other people who want to put up with their annoyingness for whatever reason, but, but you don't see it at all. Um, further, since me and you are in charge of some spaces, we can just kick people out of there as well, which as someone who's run a lot of live events in real life, I can't tell you how valuable that button would be to have. Um, so, so that's useful. I think it is useful also to remember, it's best not to just you know tell a stranger everything about yourself the first time you meet them in real life. And certainly I'm not gonna give someone my home address, bank information, you know, anything like that in, in virtual reality. Um, yeah. And, and there are people there who are intentionally using the anonymity for whatever reason. And, you know, being aware of that is, is always smart. But I feel like in general, it's a pretty safe place uh, as long as you, you know, don't go out of your way to do something dumb. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, you know, when we're hosting the class, we have control over the class. We can block people. We can mute people. We can kick people out. And, you know, for, for the beginning of my yoga class, I just kind of like give certain guidelines, just like I, what I, I would do in a regular yoga class, you know, make sure you have your mat, make sure you have, you're in a space where you can kind of, you know, not fall over something, make sure you're hydrated. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I see people bothering me or somebody else, you know, I'll make sure to Kind of monitor that and besides us you know we have also the moderators i think is that what you would call them for alt space vr yep. that they come and check on you too Absolutely. so it's not it's not just a free game you know you do yes. have moderation and you do have people that you can go to for support if you're trying to figure it all out yes yeah there's a lot of good help there i found it to be just a really safe and supporting environment um in general so and, and like there are, in any place you go to there are some troublemakers 
I, I have found <clears throat> when I'm leading a class, I try to make a point of kicking someone out really early, pretty clearly, so that people say to themselves, oh, this dude means business, you know? And I think if you do that, usually then anyone else who's in the room who still wants to be a troublemaker just disappears. They just blip out um, and it's not a problem. So yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you do need to just move someone out early to just remind some people that's that's the reality. But the vast majority of the people who come to our events, I think are really genuinely into the connection and the content that we're trying to provide. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, just to give an example, you know, where I said that I really feel like I'm, you know, giving something and people are walking away feeling better than when they they arrived is um, I had somebody that was, um, I believe from from Israel that was in my class and he was um, in a, um, rehab and you know he this is what he introduced how he introduced himself and he was in a place where he couldn't really venture out and he was you know one of the things that he had to do was practice yoga and you know he didn't want to do it watching a video or yeah. you know by himself yeah. and so this was kind of his place to come and you know so it was just like you know you're touching people in different ways and helping mm -hmm. people in different ways that you really don't expect and you know i'm sure teaching the meditation classes you experience that feedback oh, I have so many awesome stories there was one time when <clears throat> there was a kid he's probably 15 or 16 and he was bouncing around kind of in the pre-class and I couldn't tell, you know, is this going to go this way or is this going to go this way? Is he going to settle in or is he going to go, you know, nuts at some point? Tried to stick with him and we got to the check-in. So for those who don't know, we do this check-in at the beginning of each class where we go around and we ask people to tell us who they are, where they are, and just something on their mind. And, you know, he, he said, you know, whatever, I'm Evan, you know, I'm 16 years old, I'm in North Carolina. And, and he had a really long pause and I, it just kind of felt like he's making this decision, you know, are we going to bad joke here or are we going to go real deep? And then he said, you know, I have been so sad lately. I mean, I guess you'd call it depressed. You know, I've been depressed lately. I've been, I, and I don't know what to do about it. You know, I don't know who I could talk to about it. I think my friends would make fun of me. You know, I, I don't know what, what I would do with that. And another thing that people can do in, in VR is you have these emojis like we have in real life. Um, you know, to send in an email, but you can kind of shoot them out of your body up above your head. And all the people in the class kind of pointed at him and just shot heart emojis at him. And it sounds like on one hand, totally cheesy. Um, it was so meaningful to this kid who had taken this huge risk of being very real. And I think there's something about the anonymity that can allow that too. I don't know that this kid would have done that if we had been actually embodied in front of him. Um, and, and he stuck through the whole class after that, you know, the, all the intros, he did the meditation, we got to the checkout and he was crying and he just said, wow. this is what I needed more than anything today. I, I, I didn't know even why I came in here, you know, but this is what I needed. And so, you know, we've had a ton of experiences like that where, um, people who have mobility issues, people who are geographically isolated, people who have bodies that they think don't belong in a meditation space or a yoga space for whatever reason will come to this space who would never go for whatever reason. And they get this important moment of, I think, both community and hopefully some spiritual tool or resource that they can take back with them to the world. So yeah, I, I, it's pretty cool when it works. It, it gives me just a, a real excitement. And it does give a sense of reality. And we're all going through, you know, depression, anxiety. I mean, even I've interviewed um, developers of um, different, 
health and wellness apps and my, you know, different yoga instructors. And just because, you, you know, I'm a yoga instructor, you're a meditation instructor doesn't mean we don't have our own stuff. You know, we all have our own stuff. And um, we, you know, being able to come into this virtual reality scenario and experience it, it's people that, like you said, for whatever reason, they don't want to go out in real life and, and do it. And it's just not the same doing it with the video or even doing even doing a Skype call like we're doing right now. It's really not the same. And in, until you actually experience it, you yep. can't really tell the difference it can actually make in, in your life or in, in the actual experience. So that's what I think is super special. Yeah, it's that shared presence. I mean, you will say, I saw Jeremy today, but you wouldn't say that you were with me. And right. when you meet up in class, you do have that feeling. I was with Lisa today. We were right. together and shared that space. It's just a, a radically different experience. And I think it allows for just something deeper to, to happen when everything, when everyone wants it. Yeah. yeah, and we don't do this in the yoga class. I don't know. I don't think you do it in the meditation, but you could do it in alt space and also Facebook spaces where you can actually like hold things and, you know, kind mm -hmm. of like play games together and you're actually really interacting with what you feel like is our physical things that you're touching and grabbing and holding. And so I think that also kind of brings, you know, there's so so many different things you, you can experience in yoga classes and meditation classes are just one example of mm -hmm. the classes on Allspace VR. You could take Spanish classes. My daughter is taking Spanish and I'm like, you know what, go immerse yourself yeah, in the yeah. Spanish yeah. class and yeah, learn great. it from the people that are around you. So, you know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. yeah so I, I teach at a college in California online and I've just been telling them like 10 years from now, the idea of what a college needs to be should be different, not could be, but should be different. You know, we shouldn't have to spend $40,000 a year to have access to an elite institution and their resources when for 250 bucks right now, you could have this set of goggles that brought you into space that had every book ever written that could look like whatever space you needed it to for your lesson that could bring in any teacher from anywhere in the world for you. So I just think the way that virtual reality and augmented reality can and, and most likely will, assuming we don't blow this whole thing up in the next 10 years, uh, it's going to reshape everything, you know, and it's going to be fascinating. And I'm just with you. I mean, I see you as someone who likes to be at the front row of of the movement or however you want to say it. And, and me, too. I don't know where we're going, but I really love both helping to shape it some and, and just getting to see what's going on. Definitely, definitely. So. You know, if you want to meet us in one of our classes, you can join us on Altspace VR. And I think we're going to try to experiment a little bit on Facebook Spaces, maybe in the next couple of weeks, and just at least talk about it. Um, and maybe do just you know some very light guided yoga and meditation examples that we can just show that community and that group. And um, you know, follow Jeremy. Join Jeremy's um, Facebook group. We'll put it in, Facebook page. We'll put it in the um, the link here. Um, you know, follow Kathy Hackle. Navaberg is doing a lot on teaching how to use Facebook spaces. So, um, you know, just learn as much as you can. If, if you can join us, there's a conference in New York. I'll put a link in the, in, in, in underneath this, um, this broadcast so that maybe you can join us on November 5th and just continue just the dialogue and learning. What, what advice would you give Jeremy? Yeah, just get involved however you can. I mean, you know, if you're in, in a university or a school, they probably have a VR lab somewhere. You can check it out. Christmas is coming up. There's going to be sales on all these headsets. And uh, there'll be a new one in April from Oculus that's going to be a real game changer. It's going to allow us to, I mean, it's going to be perfect for yoga. It's going to allow you to move your whole body 
six degrees of field, uh, no tether. Um, so yeah, just figure out a way to try something out. Maybe uh, use your friends or whatever and, and see what's going on. Like Lisa said, you don't want to just get caught napping in five years from now, try to get caught up. Definitely, definitely. And um, we had one more, one other question here in the comments that um, we kind of didn't answer that. So what else do you plan? Do we have, do you have plans to add more to Altspace VR and expand the program? Absolutely. Yeah, we're hoping to do some more uh, meditation and yoga classes, but expand beyond that as well. Um, I have a teacher who wants to lead Enneagram, uh, which is another kind of uh, personality typing way to understand people class. Um, we have someone who's going to be leading something called interplay, which is kind of a body movement. Uh, it's more of like an improv class kind of. Um, but I'm open to anything. So if there are teachers out there who see this that want to lead content, please be in touch. Evolve VR, E-V-O-L-V-R dot U-S. You can find us. And uh, yeah, I would love to talk to you. And I think, you know, a big part of it is expanding beyond alt space for us also. And um, had a lot of conversations the last few weeks with some developers about our first AR product that I'm hoping yeah, probably mid-2019 we'll be able to go live with. So. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. Talk show that we're going to be starting uh, on spiritual themes. Oh, good. Year. Yeah, it's going to be kind of modeled after The Daily Show, but on kind of this week's spiritual themes. We have this guy named Paul Rauschenbusch who started uh, HuffPo Religion, who's going to be the host. So lots going on, lots to look forward to. Yeah, and we're talking about digital detox secrets and using digital to our advantage for yoga, meditation, and spirituality. So meet us on Allspace VR. Um, the schedule is, we'll, we'll also put that here in the comments and we'll have to catch up again and you'll have to give Let's us an update on all the new stuff that's happening in the talk show. Let's do it in Facebook spaces. Yep, definitely. Sounds good. All Thanks right. Na Namaste, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great day, night, week, month, everything. Bye.